Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Monday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Want to let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is now on iTunes and Stitcher, available six days a week. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe along with five stars. Benny, welcome to our very first Monday show of the season. Yeah, you know, you guys asked for it. Um, you know, you had asked Josh and I how come, you know, we don't have a show every single day. So now, with the exception of Sunday, we're going to be having a show every single day for you guys. So you asked, and, uh, you know, the guys in charge over at RotoWire decided to give you what you wanted. So you'll hear uh, our beautiful mellifluous voices from Monday through Saturday now. Yeah, absolutely. So this will be the one day of the week that we actually turn around a show same day. So you can expect this fairly early in your podcast feed. We'll actually have same day information. And then we'll also um, turn around here as soon as the show's over and record the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire DFS podcast. So you have two days worth of fancy uh, research for you to enjoy, uh, set up lineups with, and complain about if you don't like our picks. So uh, we're going to get it all done for you here uh, going forward. And let's go ahead and start off the top. Big slate here. It's going to be very tough to shave down. With the wealth of options we have for Monday slate, there's six teams, six in action. I don't know how we're going to um, contain ourselves and find uh, and you know sift through all the top picks here. But let's go ahead and do our best here, uh, Benny, with your top picks here at the point guard position today. Yeah. Um. Even before we get into into like the actual position plays, you know, it, this slate there's only three games here. And it's not really the sexiest three games that we have as far as fantasy value. So you got San Antonio and Brooklyn at a 193 total, which is the lowest on the day. And San Antonio is favored by 15 points in this one. So there's not much on Brooklyn that I'm going to be interested in when we go through this. You also have Golden State going up against Miami. Miami is another team that, you know, like San Antonio, we try not to target people against all the time because... They play at a slow pace. They are a good defensive efficiency team. So now that's two of the three games that we have here that have teams that, you know, we're probably not going to go up against. I mean, I don't usually take many guys against Golden State or Miami because they're both very good, uh, you know, defensive efficiency teams. 
So that really only kind of leaves us the Washington and Chicago game. So my top point guard option on the day is going to be John Wall coming out of this game. And you're going to see a theme, you know, throughout this entire podcast here. You know, a lot of the plays that I'm looking at are going to be from this game. It's got a 207 total right now. Uh, the spread is seven and a half for Chicago. So it's the only one that kind of fits into the box of what we look for when we're looking for, you know, games to target. So I think to me, the easy play here is John Wall. I don't hate Derrick Rose. Um, probably not going to be paying up for Steph Curry going up against Miami in, in that game, although he would probably be the only other guy that's in play to me. And you guys know I'm not a big fan of Shane Larkin, and you know I'm not a big fan of taking guys against San Antonio Spurs. So for me, it's John Wall and Derrick Rose here. Yeah, it's not a lot of overall value um, in this spot, and you know if you if you wanted to gamble uh, on it, I guess you could you, you could sort of make a case uh, for some of these you know uh, back end type options uh, there as well. I mean the the the, the the biggest pivot I could probably come up with because there aren't a lot of, you know, uh, like injury replacements or anybody else that you can really make a case for here is Goran Dragic at 5,700. You just hope like in a paced up game that he does something like he did against Phoenix, which is go for almost 40 fancy points in 36 minutes of action. Plays a tough team defensively in Utah and struggles. Just 20 fancy points overall. Did score 14 points, but didn't even have an assist, which is, I, I believe, the first time. Yeah, that's the first time this season, you know, that he played in a game and, and did not have an assist. So I don't expect that to repeat there as well. But if you want to go super discount and play the contrarian type play, then Goran Dragic would be your guy at 5,800. But aside from that, I'm, I think we should stick with playing it smart overall in the spot and, and not try to create value where there really isn't at the point guard position and, you know, decide that you're going to, you know, pay for these top options there as well. So um, that's how I'm going to end up playing that. We can sort of just move on here from the shooting guard position. This is going to be sort of a quick show because there aren't a lot for us really to, to debate or are fine. We'll, we'll tell you who we'd like, and then we're just going to, you know, keep it simple, um, like as like the acronym says. I'll, I'll say the last part of that. But, um, yeah, that's that's basically how, how I'm, I'm, I'm looking to treat this situation here. All right, talk about your top options here at the shooting guard position for Monday, Benny. Yeah, I think um, Jimmy Butler's number one. We know Washington plays paced up. We know Butler's been playing and taking on more of a role here. So even though the price has come up a little bit on him recently, uh, like we said last time, you know, with him adding more assists to his game and having a higher usage rate and the ball in his hand a little more, even with Derrick Rose back, I think he's clearly far and away the best option here. Uh, Clay Thompson against Miami. Like we said, Miami's a good defensive efficiency team. They keep guys down, usually below their averages, and Clay's price is up there. So you're basically spending the same amount of money on, you know, Clay Thompson in a slow matchup uh, in a lower scoring game, probably, with the chance of a blowout, um, as you would be for Jimmy Butler, who's in a, you know, paced up game with a, you know, a similar total that has a better chance of going four quarters and him actually having a better matchup overall. So it's kind of a no brainer to me. You pay up for Jimmy Butler here. Um, D Wade against Golden State Warriors, not really a big fan there. And then you're down into the value, guys, if you want to take a chance on Manu Ginobili, although I think that might be a blowout, so I can't imagine him getting you know, close to his ceiling kind of minutes there. Uh, Garrett Temple and Gary Neal, I think, are, are viable options that you can look at if you're looking for cheap. And there's not a lot of value on the slate, so they really are viable options at like the $4,000 range. You know, I would not doubt that I wind up with one of them in my lineup on, uh, you know, on Monday night because there's just so few cheap guys you can put in there. 
Yeah, that's the crazy thing too about this game with the Heat is that they're thirteen and a half point dogs, and it's pretty crazy to think about how um, you know Golden State was only favored by seven and a half against Sacramento, but they're you know you you flip the script and put them back at home, and they just add another six points to their total, yeah. which is you know um, it, it's it's a little bit insane, but you know it's at the same part you know they've been covering that spread, so it, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. So. In a in a lower scoring game too, in a lower total yeah. game, they're a bigger favorite. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, absolutely right there. So, a little bit mind-boggling there, but as well. So, but I'm I'm with you in terms of you know the, the sort of guys that you want to get exposure to. You can play the contrarian play like we've talked about here, and sort of you know figure that maybe this game gets out of hand. And if you wanted to create a GPP with like you know Gerald Green, who's actually been doing a good job paying off the price tag and getting minutes there as well. I think he's the best value play you can come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty-four minutes in back-to-back games, and you know paid off six point eight and eight point three times his price tag with twenty-seven and thirty-three and a half fantasy points overall. Is really the only guy that I'm you know interested from from that point uh, standpoint there as well. And I believe Gary Neal is it been Gary Neal or Garrett Temple? Gary Neal has been getting decent minutes off the bench, not super exciting uh, overall. You know, uh, you know, not not a guy that I, I really want to. You know, go out of my way against Jimmy Butler defense to play, even though it will be probably on the back end of it in the back end role, you know, but so, you know, th- something else to, to just to note of if you, if you really feel like swerving, I don't really feel like swerving too much uh, on in this spot. I would probably, you know, at this point prefer Garrett Temple's starters minutes. Who's doing, been doing decent, been paying off, you know, um, four to six times as price tag um, over the last four four games. But like I said, you know, or like you mentioned here, Jimmy Butler defense is really not something you want to mess with uh, overall too much. So you really are sort of playing with fire if you decide to go, you know, keep it in value town here at the shooting guard position with a guy like Garrett Temple. I would prefer to just, you know, have uh, my shares of the guys up top rather than um, – or or Gerald Green rather than mess around in that spot. All right, before we move on to the small forward position, I want to let you know that um, rotowire.com slash pod, 10-day free trial still going on. So you want to take advantage of all the projections, all the lineup optimizers that we have for eight different DFS sites and for six major sports, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six major sports. Yes. So up to the minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits along with optimizers for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, and optimizers for college football and soccer galore those um and along with season-long draft kits too baseball starting to ramp up too so you want to start taking a look at the information we have we have a lot of in-depth coverage there as well along with uh season long and dfs nba all season long so stay with us here get your 10-day free trial let you let us know that you enjoy it and um rotowire.com slash pod for a 10-day free trial tell them benny and josh sent you all right small forward up next here benny let's talk about what you got here for your uh, top plays yeah, I mean, you know, again, I don't want to take Kawhi Leonard with that game likely to turn into a blowout. And then everybody else beneath him is, you know, definitely a huge step down. So the two guys that I'm looking at, you know, again, to keep with the theme, uh, you know, Otto Porter against Chicago. If he's going to be getting some uh, Miritich defense on the other side, I think that he's been putting up good enough numbers. His price is starting to rise everywhere, though. So he's not the cheap option that he was, on, you know, before, but he's... Still a little underpriced. He's been putting up 30 to 35 fantasy points on a lot of sites. And his price is up to, like, I think he's 6000 on DraftKings right now. It's probably somewhere right around there on FanDuel, 58000 6000 somewhere in that range. Um, so he's probably one of the top options. The other guy who I really like right now is Jared Dudley. You have, um, let's see, you have uh, Humphreys is out. You also have Nene Hilario who's out as well. 
So we saw earlier in the year when that happened, Humphreys played a lot of the, you know, stretch power forward role. So that's, um, you know, basically the situation right there. Other than that, I mean, I'm not using Bogdanovich against San Antonio, especially if he's going to be seeing Kawhi Leonard defense. Um, and everybody else to me is just not really in, in all that great of a spot. Yeah, I don't really like having shares of Iguodala or Barnes now that Barnes is officially back and splitting all those uh, minutes there as well. And so really there's only one trustworthy option, that, and that's uh, to me I'm paying up for Kawhi Leonard, and that's just all there is to it. If I'm okay with Jared Dudley as a, as a GPP play only, but don't trust him enough for cash games personally, and there's just not a lot of people that you can sort of take a look at value-wise. Joe Johnson would be fine for 4700 if he wasn't playing Kawhi Leonard. So if you want to play with fire and, and, and go that route, um, you know, fine, um, more power to you. I'm okay with Otto Porter as a play there as well because, you know, the price is 6300 I'd like it to be under six k uh, to feel better about the situation. But you mm-hmm. should draw on Nico Meritich defense, which is, uh, you know, a positive thing for him as well. And, you know, speaking of the power force position, since, the, you know, small forward is light, let's go ahead and talk about that because this is where all the depth is, in my mind, for the, for, for the slate here. Nico Meritich is a guy that I want to probably get some shares of, at least in GPPs, because Otto Porter, I believe, is still last in the league or second last. Let's see where he's... Um, his stats have updated. Uh, he, there was a couple guys who had good games against him last week, so he he might have dropped if he moved up to second off the bottom. Hmm, let's see here. Last, okay, I'm looking at last season there as well. It's like where are these uh, Washington Wizards? Bump, bada bump, second to second to last. So Philadelphia seven six have usurped them for worst small four small four defense in the league. So I'll have some shares of Mirtich. Who else mm-hmm. do you want some shares of here? I mean, Miritich is the number one option for me. Um, I think, you know, because there's a lot of other positions where I didn't have to pay up as much. So maybe if you can fit in a Draymond Green. But again, you know, that game could get ugly. Do you want Chris Bosh on the other side of that game instead? Um, you know, Thad Young, I don't want anybody against that San, that San Antonio team. So to me, it's probably either Draymond. I mean, I, like I said, Miritich is my favorite play. Um, and then I might try to get some shares of either Draymond or Chris Bosh in that game. Um, not because I love either one of them, but more just because I'm going to have to spend up somewhere and I don't see anywhere else I would want to spend up on. All right, fair enough. Yeah, um, I'm okay w- with with Bosh as a play. Draymond Green is 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 quite expensive at 10K, so it, the problem that, that you have there is you're not going to be able to fit Kawhi Leonard John Wall and Draymond Green on your lineup in, in the spot, you know, without some seriously ugly players. You know, Jared Dudley fits the bill for one of those spots, but, you know, and, you know, Meritich is, is reasonably priced, but it's going to be very, very tough to scrap all three in there, so you're going to have to make some tough decisions, and I don't know if I want, uh, you know, Jamal Green has been a monster overall, but I don't know if this is the game overall that I want to go ahead and, and um, you know, pay, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, 10K in, in, in a lower total with, with the pace that the Miami Heat play. Uh, let's see here. All right, um, let's go ahead and move on to the center position here uh, for today's action and talk about your top options here, Benny. Yeah, Pau Gasol is my number one. Um, he's the guy that I'm going to have the most exposure to and one of the guys that I'm paying up on. You know, like I said, I'm targeting that Chicago-Washington game heavy. I think it's the smartest thing to do on this slate. I think you get the most guys who are, you know, in a good price range in like that 8K price range for the studs. Um, as opposed to paying up like the 10K for the Curry and the Draymond and, you know, worrying about a chance that that game could blow out. So Powell is my number one. He's he's on the top of my list. Other than that, I mean, Festus Azili is somebody who's interesting because he's kind of cheap. But 
I don't really like anybody else on the list. I mean, I'm not using Whiteside going up against the, the Warriors. Uh, he's a little too erratic for me, and his price has come up a little too much. Not taking anybody against San Antonio, so even though Brooke Lopez would be the best option on Brooklyn, I don't want anything to do with him there. Um, and then that's basically it. I mean, like you said, there's only three games here, so it's not like we have a ton of options. Yeah, there isn't, um, you know, and um, I want to get your, your your quick take in here. We can sort of de- debate this a little bit. Let's say that you, uh, um, I just want to play, you know, devil's advocate for a little bit because we've, we've run a pretty short show, so we have a few minutes to talk there. Let's say that you came up with a lineup that has um, John Wall that you paid 9400 for, okay? Uh. Or even, even Steph Curry. Let's just, You can go say that, you know, and then we, we talked about here, you know, with the with Jimmy Butler, I think you can sort of squeeze him at eighty three hundred or Clay Thompson if if you wanted to, and you know you now you came to your tough decision here. Let's say that you said okay, I can't afford Kawhi Leonard defense, you know, or offense for that matter, and I just you go with the Otto Porter, um, at your in you know so you're still in okay shape, but then um and and you pay up here for for, for Chris Bosh. Now in in this spot, you have um. A couple different options to play with. Let's say that you've got your two studs, and, and now you're 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 still in salary saver mode, and you've got to choose um, between a guy like Boga and and Azeli in the, in this sort of matchup. How do you play this when you're you're forced to use two guys, one who's a starter, one who's not a starter, who have different sort of you know skill sets that they bring in DFS? Is this something that you're like, well, I just have to figure out a different situation here because you don't want shares of this, um, or do you? You you know if you if you can you make a case for one out of these two as a center punt play on a short slate like today? Yeah, I mean I think you have to make more of those kind of decisions on a slate like this than you do when when you have other options. But on a three game slate, you know you're gonna have to take stands somewhere. So for me, I think I'd rather have Festus Azalee for a couple reasons. Um, the two of them basically production wise give you about the same, even though they go about it in kind of different ways. But if you're looking at a game that is likely to, or, or has a chance to turn a little bit ugly, of those two guys, you got to think that the guy who they have been trying to rest and protect more when they can get him some minutes, you know, where they don't need him, has been Bogut, even though Azili's coming back from the injury recently. I think that this would be a game where they would look to give Azili a couple more minutes and give Bogut a couple less if they could. So I think that Azili would be the guy that I'd want to go with. Now, in that situation, I think those two are head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, you know, down there towards the bottom, unless you're a, uh, you know, a Boban truther. I don't know if you are or, or if you're not. I want um, to ask you about that here in a second. So we can just save that for the, you know, the second part of this discussion here. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be that would be the other guy that you would consider if you're if you're looking to go cheap, you know, because those are the those are the three guys that are somewhat cheap that I think will actually have a chance to put up some numbers. So I think I would go Azili over Bogut. Now if you're asking me Boban versus Azili, I I really don't know. I mean it really comes down to like we haven't seen Boban play twenty minutes yet. Now he scored twenty five fantasy points in like twelve or fifteen minutes worth of action which is pretty insane, to be honest with you. I mean, this guy just scores points when he's out on the floor. He doesn't miss a whole lot of shots. He gets just a bunch of rebounds. You know, I could see him having some upside, but I don't know if he can even play 25 minutes. If, I, if you told me that Boban was definitely going to get 
15 to 20 minutes in this game, I could think he'd be a good chance to get me 6x value. If I knew he was going to play 25 to 30 minutes, he'd be in every one of my lineups because based on his per-minute averages, you know, he could put up 40 fantasy points if he gets 25 to 30 minutes worth of, worth of action. The problem is, you know, if you've never seen this guy before, he's just a monster, like, you know, huge, huge guy. I don't know if he could play that many minutes. But um, when he's in there, he produces. So I think I would actually rather use him today now that I think about it, then maybe either one of the Golden State guys, because if that game turns into a blowout, it could be one of the games where you see him get, you know, 15 or 18 minutes of action where he's been putting up, you know, 23 to 27 fantasy points at 3K in. Yeah, I, I could see that there as well. So this is the way I have this, um, you know, shaking out overall. Um, you know, taking a look at uh, the situation here with, um, you know, th- this matchup here and the fact that the... San Antonio Spurs are a you know fourteen and a half point favorite. This is the one spot where like if you really wanted to super gamble and you're trying to cram three three high salary guys, you can go all the, all the way to Bobon and just sort of cross your fingers, which you got to limit it to GPPs. The last question I'll have for you before we wrap up the show is: Is this a slate here where you feel like playing more GPPs, uh, you know, or you know lineups than cash because you have to gamble here and you don't have the safety of rolling, you know, a, a six K guys in four or five different spots because you know the floor is, you know, pretty pretty safe with those guys and you are forced to gamble a little bit, or do you feel like everybody's sort of forced in that same situation, therefore you can make one or two tough decisions in your cash lineup and still feel like you're you you are relatively with the rest of the pack. Yeah, I mean to me, I think the way I'm gonna play this game is gonna be um probably slanted more to the cash game side on this night Mm -hmm. and I honestly think that most of my lineup is going to consist of guys from that Chicago Washington game and I'm basically just gambling that the other two games are not going to be close or produce as much fantasy upside for the buck I think that the one game that does have a chance to stay close and be high scoring is Chicago and Washington so I'm probably going to have a a large exposure to that game in my cash games, probably play a lot of 50-50s and hope that enough other people decide to try to go chasing the the value on those other teams that those games get ugly and and it's an easy way for me to, you know, to double up on the day. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm with you there as well. I'm 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 what I'll do is if I feel, you know, tough about the slate, I'll probably limit my action, you know, to uh, in terms of overall entries played, but I don't I don't feel like I have to like avoid a cash game versus a GPP because of some of the tough lineup decisions that I make. If you know, if I still feel like I'm choosing the 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 optimal lineup overall, if I feel like I'm gambling more, then maybe I'll shift more of my entries to GPPs because I mm-hmm. don't trust the the floor. But overall, I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat, and that you don't have to necessarily worry about you know one of the two or you know, guys like you know Bob on that we might have to use even in a cash game because. You know, you you have to find a punt play somewhere in order to use the the right options that are available to you. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Monday edition. Hope to have a better slate next Monday for you uh, for this and a little bit of a short show here. But we're right back at it. We're going to press stop and start right here and give you the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire DFS podcast up next. So, so thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check out me on Twitter at Josh Hayes uh, FS. And um, you know what? Oh, before we go, we'll be remiss 
if we didn't mention our good friends over at Wix.com. So anybody out there looking for a website, you're a business owner, it's time to do it right now yourself here with Wix.com. So no matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy for to get your website live today. So you need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. And so with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to use from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, it's bound to you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, too busy worrying about scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com and create your own website today. The result will be stunning. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher for your download and convenience. We're now available six times a week, and we'll see you here in a few minutes for the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire DFS podcast. Thanks for listening. The story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.